It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. Joined here by the baseball basketball guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him, Dave underscore Esler, on Twitter as well. And you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, here we go, Uncle Dave. Another full day of action for this Sunday, yesterday. I think we should go ahead and... Uh, Touch on that for a little bit here, Uncle Dave. NBA, you know, it was uh, it was it was a little bit different. You had some teams playing in their second games yesterday. They all come up short. All those teams ended up losing. We had some baseball yesterday. We had a couple of rainouts. We'll talk about that. But overall, our result yesterday not all that well, Uncle Dave. And um, you know, that's something that we should certainly address. You know, when we we do these podcasts, we want to go ahead and give out winners. Yesterday was just one of those days where you know it didn't really come together. Pretty much for anybody, but certainly not for us. So we just want to go ahead, touch on that, let you guys know that we're, uh, we woke up extra early today. Bullshit. And uh, we're going to go ahead and try to get you guys some winners. We're going to break into a couple MLB games, NBA game. We're also going to go ahead and give you guys an NBA best bet prop. But I want to start out with one of the games that were rained out yesterday. Uncle Dave and I had previewed the Reds at Detroit. Now we're going to have a double header today. First game is going to be at noon. Right now, the Reds around minus 165, total sitting around eight, seven and a half at some spots. Descofani is going to get the start here for the Reds. Garcia is going to go here for the Tigers. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and talk about this one first. What are you thinking about this contest? Go! Well, first, I want to go back to something you said in the opening. A couple things, actually. You said getting up early. Well, I didn't necessarily get up early. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? You sent me a text that you wanted to do a podcast, and I was still drinking a cup of coffee. You got up early because you got up before noon. And secondly, why do we have to address a bad day? I mean, you know, if you're a tout, you just don't do that. I mean, I, I even tweeted out yesterday, well, you know, you only hear from people when they win. I mean, and and uh, I think we should just do that. I mean, I think we should just, like, totally ignore bad days and and start podcasts off with how wonderful we are when we win that's how it's done so you need to maybe readjust it comes with the job i can accept it in the spirit of continuing to try that reds game i, I wish bauer was pitching in the first game not the second game you know he was he was pretty vocal yesterday when they did postpone that game i mean he he like totally went off on twitter on the on the MLB, whatnot, he's, you know, he basically said you can't, you can't change all the rules all of a sudden. He says figure it the f out. You know, first you move the game up five hours, then you let starters get warm, and then you delay it eight minutes before the game time. You know, he's, he's, he's not a happy camper, and I gotta wonder uh, what the umpire in this second game is gonna have to do about that. I mean, he's not gonna be a happy guy. But as far as this first game goes. You know, I, I, I don't see an awful lot of runs. The weather's not going to be all that great. I mean, they'll get the game in, but chilly and damp. And, and I can't take Desclafani. He's, he's coming off of a rotator cuff issue. It's his first start. The Reds bullpen has been horrendous the last, well, forever. They don't have a save yet. And I actually don't mind this kid, uh, Garcia, at all. He didn't look great against the Royals, but he only pitched three innings. He's just, like, super young. So I have to lean to the Tigers in this one. I, I know that would not be a trendy pick, but the Reds are just not playing well. Tigers are. 
Um, I, 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 I can't find any reason to take Descalfani whatsoever, not with that bullpen. Tigers' bullpen hasn't been a whole lot better, uh, but yet that bullpen hasn't blown a save yet. So I, I definitely lean the home team Tigers in game one for sure. You know, when you talked about Descalfani, you know, he started the season out on the IL. He had that rotator cuff issue. He had, I believe it was like a muscle strain. That was obviously something that went ahead and, and hampered, you know, his preparation for the season. Now, he did say that he did pitch a couple of bullpen sessions that he was out there throwing and that he felt pretty good. I'm not sure about Descalfani, you know, with the, the fact that, you know, that these guys didn't get a normal spring training. They end up with this big break and then you come back in, you know, with some type of an injury. And now you're going to make your first start is a little bit sketchy. Now, Garcia, you know, he had, I guess you could say, you know, an average type of outing for, for you know, a Detroit Tiger. He ended up giving up three runs, three hits. And we did have three strikeouts and three full innings. And he did allow a home run in that game. But, you know, Garcia, I think, is is half decent. The What I looked at with this Uncle Dave, you know, we talked, you know, multiple times already about that Reds bullpen. So I got to ask you, you know, with the rain out yesterday, and the day off and the stress that they were under day after day after day because, you know, they were out there a lot. I mean, you had four or five guys going. Do you think that this helps either bullpen a little bit more, the fact that they get this break? Because I would kind of lean here. Maybe the Reds might benefit from the rain out yesterday. Well, I think you're absolutely right with the bullpen being rested. But, you know, what what scares me about the Reds, to be, to be honest with you, is the fact that they had – some reasonable expectations before the season started. You know, they were they were considered maybe a a a dark horse underdog to win something at some point. And I actually kind of bought into them as well. But you gotta look at where they are now. They're you know they're two and five. They're already they're already, you know, the only thing I can say is you know the Cardinals and the Pirates are, are two and whatever in that division as well. But I, I just don't see the Reds, um, sort of the heads in the right place, you know, when Bauer went off and, you know, you look at that bullpen and they've only won two games all season. They don't have a save, obviously. They've got a blown save. I mean, I just, I think this is a mindset more than anything. And, if you know, I, 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 to your point, yes, in a normal season, I would have to agree with you, but this isn't a normal season as we found out time and time again. So I, I don't think that that rest uh, can can overcome how bad that bullpen has just really been, to be honest with you. So, Uncle Dave, let me ask you this question. The Tigers play the Reds. Now, we know that that bullpen has been rather bad. But then they played the Royals. And one thing that I haven't had a chance to look at was the Royals bullpen. Do you know if that Royals bullpen was pretty, you know, I guess you could say rather pathetic? in their outing against the Tigers because the Tigers are five and two. I mean, there's only like eight teams that have five wins. I mean, surprisingly, it's probably one of the more surprising teams in the league. You know, Detroit was picked, you know, to be one of the worst teams. You know, do you know if that Royals bullpen was really sketchy when they met up with the Tigers? Like maybe is it just a bullpen thing that the Tigers are getting all these wins? Well, I honestly can't tell you. I mean, the, the Royals bullpen for the season, if you will, I, I hesitate to even use that word because it's 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 only been a little over a week and it's not really a season. But the Royals bullpen's been pretty good. They got two saves. They haven't blown one yet. They got an ERA of right around three. So I don't think the Royals bullpen's sucky. I mean, I think the Royals' uh, real problem has been their starters. 
The starters have just been terrible. Bolanos got lit up. Montgomery's been lit up. Um, Duffy hasn't looked good in two starts. So, you know, in as much as I was thinking the Royals bullpen will be pitiful before the season, and it may be before all is said and done, but the Royals bullpen has actually been performing fairly well. So, you know, I mean, aside from last night, but overall, I, 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 the Royals bullpen has been good. I, I think it's their starters that have been giving them trouble. So I'm not sure how much bearing that has on this, but you may well be right. And that's why I'm glad we get to talk about, you know, we get to talk through these games and it's not like you and I come up with these handicaps. You and I, we, we get the game on paper and we could sit and we can chat about it. And eventually, you know, we either come up with something or we don't. You know, the one thing that worries me about the Tigers is their strikeouts. And this is something that I touched on. I would say it might have been, Maybe going back like three, four games ago, they had a game where they struck out 17 times. And I was curious how, you know, where they're at right now with strikeouts on the season. And they're the second worst team in the league. Surprisingly, Uncle Dave, Atlanta is the number one team in the league for strikeouts, which was was quite shocking. And it's actually by a decent amount over these Tigers. And the Reds are tied for fourth best strikeouts. So I was wondering, you know, what, what you know, how, how we can look at that, you know, going into this game. And the fact that Descofani is going to be out here and you have a new guy um, in Garcia, you know, how, how that might affect, you know, both teams. You know, if the, if the Tigers are, you know, struggling to go ahead and, and, you know, get runs across the plate because they're striking out so much and the Reds are, you know, struggling to go ahead and keep teams off the board because of that, you know, crappy bullpen. I was just wondering, you know, what that little break yesterday, you know, with the rain might have. And, and speaking of that, Uncle Dave, I, I actually checked the weather today. There will be some spotty rain in that area today at noon. So although this game was, you know, canceled yesterday, don't be surprised if we end up with, you know, some type of a delay going on today. Uncle Dave, I couldn't help, you know, reading up on Bauer myself this morning, and he was he was vocal. He basically said it was like amateur hour. And, and I think, you know, Major League Baseball, and it, it's not – that's definitely not out of the, out of the question that that Bauer would go off like that. Uh, that's just the way that that guy is. You got to wonder if maybe we just go ahead and we look at, at fading the Reds in that second game, or maybe taking a look at, at maybe some Bauer props because we know how that guy is. Once he if, if something doesn't go right, he flips out and he's flipping out, you know, on Instagram. You know, if it doesn't go right on the field, you can only imagine that he's going to self destruct, and we've seen that, you know, time and time again. So I don't really have a play for this one, Uncle Dave. I, I was I was leaning here slightly to the Reds, but I, I it's it's more of a, a questionable handicap. So I just wanted to run through it with you. And your your official lean here, Uncle Dave, was on the Tigers, correct? Yeah, I, it has to be. I mean, I, I could be dead wrong, but I just don't I don't I just don't trust the Reds. Period. I mean, you know, when I make a bet, it's you know I have to trust who I'm putting my money on and. And I don't trust the Reds. I mean, I'm not ready to, you know, endorse the Tigers as a team that I put a whole lot of faith in. But, you know, by default, because I don't trust the Reds, I would have to take the Tigers. And, you know, I think I think the weather's going to add to the mood. You know, the Tigers are doing okay. It's going to be kind of gray and drizzly in that first game. And, and uh, you know, as, as pissed off as the Reds might be, um, I think that may work to their disadvantage here. So, yes, I think I think we might go with the Tigers there, buddy. I was thinking the same thing, too, Uncle Dave, is that, you know, if Bauer's fueling the, uh, you know, the, the, the energy and it's negative energy going into this game today, you know, is that entire team pissed off? Is Bauer sitting there flipping out? 
you know, on the mound and, and are these players going at least into this first game, you know, are they stepping into the box? Or are they going to be complaining today? I mean, that's something you certainly have to consider. Uncle Dave, I think one of the reasons why, at least why I'm looking at this line right now, you know, Reds minus 165, it, it to me, it, I think that that might be one of your biggest reasons why back in Detroit, you know, is a pretty good idea. You know, when I when I looked at the line, I, w- I was actually quite shocked that it was, you know, minus 165. I felt maybe this line should have been somewhere around maybe like minus 130. I mean, let's face it, the Reds are on the road. If the Reds are at home, I mean, they're laying over 200. I've seen the Reds lay over 200 already this season. It hasn't gone well. Would you agree with me that this line seems way too high, that maybe they're just, you know, they're just overpricing the Reds here? Absolutely. I mean, you know, and you look at that, the weather and whatnot. I mean, the more I talk this through, the more I'm thinking, you know, how much value does the Tigers run line have? Because I don't think you're going to see a lot of runs. And, you know, who who are the Reds uh, ever really to be laying minus 160, let alone what it might be at home? So, you know, before I even knew that the line was that high, I leaned Tigers. So, you know, why not split that with the, the money line and the run line? Because I, I think, you know, obviously in a lower scoring game, the, the runs have that much more value. I don't know what the run line price is, but, you know, that's certainly a, a very viable option as well. I'm checking the run line right now, Uncle Dave. The Detroit Tigers are plus one and a half, minus 112, and that's at Pinnacle. Obviously, that would be a, a fantastic price. And as you mentioned, if that bullpen, you know, is sketchy and we do get that last bat in the ninth, you know, even if we're down a run or two, there's a possibility that, you know, we can get that one run to go ahead and, and make that run line work for us. So um, I'm glad we talked through that game, Uncle Dave. I'm, I'm As you said, you know, I'm starting to talk myself into uh, a particular side in this game. And if if I did have to go ahead and make a wager, you know, if the, if I feel the line is is wrong, and I could go ahead and get Detroit a plus one and a half in a, in a low scoring game. At least that's what they're expecting here. And I think Garcia might have had a little jitters, Uncle Dave, in his first start. You know, it's going to be his second start. I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable and he'll be at home here. So maybe that is the side in the way that we should look in that game. Uncle Dave, I want to jump over to a quick note here for our listeners when it comes to the Twins game now. You guys might have noticed on the odds board today that Tyler Clipper is going to get the start for the Twins. Now, the Twins manager, he said he has no idea who is going to come in and follow Clipper for the Twins. It's a wait-and-see approach. That's what the manager said, and he has no idea how long Clipper will even actually be on the mound. So typically, you know, Clipper, he ends up pitching, you know, maybe one inning at best. So I would suspect, you know, that we're going to see him start as he's listed and then it's going to end up being a committee, you know, by the Twins today. Uncle Dave, you have any thoughts on uh, on the Twinkies at all, or, or Tyler Clippard making a start today, or, or potentially what might happen with that pitching staff today? Well, I don't know what's going to happen, and they've come out and said they don't know what's going to happen. But you know, Clippard's a veteran, and and uh, you know, I looked at that game, and I like the under. Uh, it's it's nine and a half because it's the Twins. I think that's a little too much. Savali's going to pitch. Um, I, I like Savali, uh, but on the road, you know, and, and you just look at what Cleveland has done or hasn't done this year. I mean, they're just not hitting. You know, if you, if you, if you, if you work backwards, they were shut out last night. And going back, their, their, their run output, one, two, zero, four, uh, five, nine, and then two and two. So they've really only scored more than two runs 
uh, three times, and that was uh, almost a whole week ago. They have only had double-digit hits once, uh, and they've given up a ton of home runs, and, of course, they're playing the Twins. So, to me, at home, it almost doesn't matter who's pitching for the Twins. I think that they are just, you know, I think you can get the Twins at about minus 115 right now, uh, and why wouldn't you? You know, with all due respect to Savali, I, I, you know, and then that bullpen uh, has been pitching fairly well, but so has Minnesota. So, you know, I just have to believe that the Twins find a way to win that game, to be honest with you. And I agreed with, with your under as soon as I saw that line this morning. I'm like, if they're going to go with this pitching by committee, Cleveland's never going to be able to go in and get in, in a groove here, at least I don't believe so. And both of these teams, you know, when it comes to their pitching numbers for the year, I mean, these are two of the better pitching staffs as far as, you know, runs allowed. I believe, like, Cleveland's only given up, like, 22 or 23, and, and the same for Minnesota. So those teams are pitching rather well. And I think, you know, the fact that, you know, Minnesota was putting up a ton of runs, you know, early on in the season, that this number is slightly inflated. So I, I would probably go ahead and lean to the under with that one as well, Uncle Dave. So that's a quick update on that. Let's jump over to – this is a game I wanted to talk about, Uncle Dave. I want to talk about one of the later games today surrounding the Astros and the Angels. The Astros right now, they're going to have James on the mound. Now, I saw him pitch the other day. He looked okay in spots, but then he, he kind of got roughed up. But he didn't get roughed up like Otani did. Otani has an infinity ERA. He didn't even record it out. And I talked about this probably about four or five podcasts ago, and I, I – Pretty sure you probably remember me talking about this, Uncle Dave, how Otani in his spring practice game, he absolutely got roughed up. And then I guess he came back out and had a little better of an outing. But he got roughed up, and I was really concerned about him when he made his first start, and I slept through it. I actually went to sleep and did not bet the game. I wanted to fade Otani, and I'm pissed off that I didn't because he got rocked. I'm not so sure that he doesn't get rocked again here, Uncle Dave. I know it's only you know his second start of the season, but if you look bad in the spring and you can't record an out, what are you going to look like against the Astros lineup in your third start? I would be pretty concerned here. And the line's indicating that, Uncle Dave. This line opened up Houston around minus 115. This line has shot up rather rather significantly right now, minus 135 right now in favor of the Astros. Now, the total was interesting. It started out at 9.5 early this morning, Uncle Dave. But money has been coming in here consistently on the over I tend to agree with that. Right now, you got a lot of nine and a halves out there with a lot of juice, and we're starting to see some tens pop up. So, with all that information there said, Uncle Dave, what are you thinking about that Houston and Angels game later on this afternoon? Well, I, I you know, even if Otani had pitched well, you have to like Houston. Um, and I think any bet I would make on that game would probably wait for the Angels lineup because Trout is still questionable the paternity list thing going on, I have to think uh, maybe he doesn't play. You got Andrelton Simmons is out. Stella is questionable, not to mention the fact that the Angels' bullpen has been relatively pitiful and the Astros' bullpen hasn't. I'm I'm somewhat reluctant to put my faith in James. Um, He didn't do overly well against Seattle. Uh, He walked five in three innings. He didn't strike out five, so... You know, maybe he's maybe he's going to get a little better, but I have to wonder. You know, that total is is definitely creeping 
down as we speak, but I would suspect it will go back up. I mean, I, I think if you can get nine and a half, I might look at the over there quite a bit, only because uh, I don't have a lot of faith in either starter. But there's so many variables, you know. Otani, we know he can be good, but he hasn't been. So which one do you go with? Well, I think you go with he hasn't been. So I think you go with Houston. Uh, with with James, I think, you know, he can be good, but he hasn't been good. Uh, so I think the Angels may score a few runs. But then again, Trout may not play. So as I'm thinking this through, you know, if it all comes down to bullpens, I think Houston has a, a clear advantage. So um, pre-lineup, I'm thinking the Astros and the over. I know that's a little bit polygonic slash square, but I can't take the Angels. So by default, I'm going the other way. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about, Uncle Dave. I was thinking Astros and over. And I was even thinking if Otani goes out there and gets absolutely bombed and the Astros had no problem going ahead and pulling the plug on James. And I think that, you know, the Astros are obviously in a little bit of a rebound here. They lost that game yesterday against the Angels 5-4. to four. You know, the Houston's not going to want to drop another game. They might actually pull the plug a little bit quicker here on James. And as you mentioned with Trout, you know, I mean, has Trout really been motivated to go ahead and play baseball? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, he's got bigger and better things going on in his life right now with, you know, the birth of a child and stuff like that. So I'm not sure Trout's going to play today. I would say it's probably 20% that he's in that lineup. Now we can go ahead and double check and triple check uh, closer and closer as game time comes. But, you know, I'd even be willing to go ahead and, and lay the run and a half today with Houston and go ahead and pick up a plus price. I, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, the fact that the line is up to 10 at some of these books right now tells you that we will see some runs today. And I'm not going to support Otani. There's just no way in hell that I'm going to support that guy. And he's been really good to me this season in the box. I mean, every time I need that guy to go ahead and do something, he produced for me. He's been he's been really good for me this season. And I can't say anything bad about his bats. And, and you know, maybe the over is a, is a good way to go ahead and look and I don't know. I, I just I feel like Houston could cover the run line. I think the over is a way to go. Uh, maybe we go ahead and look for some Otani pitcher props to go ahead and maybe maybe we fade him. I mean, I, I don't know how he comes back out and looks super strong against, you know, a team that got beat last night with all those bats in that lineup. So um, I don't know. That's that's the way I'm looking at that one. Uncle Dave, I do want to shift over to some NBA here. Uncle Dave, let's jump into. The Blazers at the Celtics. Now, I looked up online, Uncle Dave, quickly on ESPN, and I had noticed that the Blazers right now, um, they're really on, on, on a hot track right now to go ahead and pick up that that eighth or ninth seed. I, I guess, however, they're going to do it with that playing game. But the Blazers have put themselves in a decent position with a win and multiple teams now losing. Now, we saw the Celtics in the opener. You and I both had them. I was disgusted. Tatum did not play well. Um, I felt my handicap was, was rock solid, and I don't even care, you know, about the the result of that game. I would make that same bet 10 times in a row, uh, even after I saw that result. I thought I had a really solid handicap, but, you know, you can't have your star player going out there, you know, going two for 18 or whatever the hell he went. Um, I, I was a little disgusted with that, and I'll be salty about that one probably for a couple of days because I really felt like, you know, I had the right side. But we do have the Blazers today, Uncle Dave, going ahead and taking on the Celtics. Now, both of these teams are going to be playing their second game. Total on this one, 229.5. This one has rose up here about three points. And the Celtics are minus four, four and a half at some shops. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and lead out with this one. Blazers, Celtics, what are you thinking? You know, 
I'm still a little salty. I wasn't until you brought it back up about that Celtics game. Painless is waiting. You know, I had Boston plus five, and I felt pretty good about it. That game was was uh, relatively close with not much time to go, and the Celtics let the ATS just slip away. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the way these teams are trending, as you mentioned, Portland is Portland's trying to get in, and they may well do it. And I wonder how much energy that first game against the Bucks took away from Boston. I mean, they. You know, Boston is probably not going to catch Toronto right now. Uh, Toronto beat the Lakers last night, and that's one of the good things I did do was take Toronto. So I think you've got one team coming into this, Boston, that expended an awful lot of energy uh, only to lose and now maybe facing the reality of uh, they're not going to be the two seed. And you got Portland putting forth effort. You know, Lillard had said that a long time ago when – when it was, you know, when he first said that he would play, you know, they're not going to Orlando just to play; they're going to get in. So I, I think just from an effort standpoint, I think I think you almost have to like Portland, and I would be surprised. You know, there's some there's four as a consensus right now. There's some four and a halfs out there which I really like. I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't close three or three and a half uh, by game time. But I'm uh, I'm probably going to put my money on Portland there, buddy. You know, the one thing that's, that worries me about Portland, Uncle Dave, is we saw these teams come back in their second game, the Lakers, the Pelicans, the Jazz, and they just look sluggish. I mean, they, they didn't even, they couldn't put up – they didn't really put up a whole lot of points. I think the Lakers put up 92, the Jazz was 94, and the Pelicans put up like 102 points. Now, why I mentioned that with the Blazers, you had guys out there. That game went into overtime, Uncle Dave. Lillard played 45 minutes. McCollum played 46 even Carmelo and Collins both played 37 minutes each. Nurkic, who you know, he hasn't really seen you know regular season basketball in, in a very long time, um, he played 33 minutes yesterday. So I just wonder and worry, you know, what the Blazers are going to look like after you know an OT game. I wonder about you know a lot of these teams coming back into this second game. But I do have questions with with Portland. I wonder if the total might be the way to go because these teams might shoot the ball a ton. And the Celtics, they have five guys on the floor that can score. I'm not exactly high on the Trailblazers' defense, and I suspect that probably Tatum will snap out of his funk at least somewhat. So I would have a slight lean to the over. I don't know about the side. I probably won't take the Celtics, Uncle Dave, because I'm salty, and I don't want to just go ahead and bet against them because of you know my, my, my bias that I've recently developed for them and, and Tatum, but... Um, it's it's certainly something that that I don't want to do is just go ahead and bet against that team, but I am worried a little bit about the Blazers. The Blazers went out and had a little bit of a smoother game against the Grizzlies. They didn't have to go to that overtime game and play all their minutes. I would probably be right along here with you with the Blazers. Do you have any thoughts, Uncle Dave, with that total by chance? I don't like Celtics overs just because Brad Stevens can get them to play defense, but this is this is the wrong team to probably try to do that against because. You got Lillard and McCollum that'll just kind of shoot over any defense Boston throws out there. So I'm kind of I'm kind of lukewarm on the total. I I can see your point, but I can I can also see the other side of that. Um, one thing I'm looking at, and this is interesting. You know, we've talked a lot about second games and whatnot. You know, I'm I'm looking at fading both Houston and Dallas tonight. I know Dallas plays Phoenix, but 
you know, Phoenix didn't look all that bad. And, and, you know, those guys put up almost 300 points in an overtime game and they had to play uh, at warp speed and they had to play a stressful last few minutes where, where Dallas just kind of gagged about how much energy did Houston have to expend. So, you know, just sort of throwing that out there that I don't think both of them will cover ATS. I'm not sure which one or both, but, you know, one of them is going to be a sort of Sunday surprise in the in in a bad way, I think, for some people. I wouldn't be shocked if the Suns went out and, and shocked the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks coming off of a loss but a tough game um is gonna it's gonna kinda re deject them in some type of way. But the Suns aren't out yet. I mean they, they literally have to win every game and have a bunch of things go right. But as of today, you know, they still have hope and they won their first game. So I mean, look, it's. I think it's a, it's a good look, Uncle Dave, to go ahead and probably go ahead and fade the Mavs and the Rockets. I mean, the Bucks they, they win one more game, and and that's pretty much a wrap. They they wrapped up number one seed. I don't think that there's any way that they could that they could possibly lose that. So I could see the Bucks going out playing tough, and I could see the see the Suns going out and saying, you know, what the hell do we have to lose? I mean, we're here. Um, if those teams were going to walk through. You know, the, the bad teams who, who literally, you know, almost have no chance. I think we would have saw that in the first game. And, and clearly the Suns didn't go ahead and, uh, you know, do their normal walkthrough that we, you know, might have expected. Well, you know, the other the other thing you can consider if you don't really have a good feel for this game before it starts is see if you can't get a, a good line on fading them both in the second half when you, you almost know that fatigue is going to set in. Obviously predicated on the first half score, second half line, but, you know, any of those sort of in-game bets usually are ones I sort of have predetermined before the game starts if things fall into place, not automatically going to bet it. But, you know, fading them in the second half is certainly an option I'll be looking at later on. And I think that's probably best approach here, Uncle Dave, is, you know, when you're you're kind of up in the air. And, look, we don't have a whole lot, and maybe this is an approach that, that maybe we should go ahead and kind of recommend is that, you know, if you're really unsure about these games, the best thing for you to do is just go ahead and watch it and go ahead and live bet. I mean, on a normal setting, you know, it's okay to go ahead and, 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 you know, do your normal betting and stuff like that, but this is anything but normal. This is very different. And, you know, uncle Dave and I, you know, we didn't have the greatest day yesterday. And I'm sure there were a lot of people that, that had good days and, and bad days and, and, you know, whatever it might be, but, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, at least I woke up early, according to Uncle Dave today. Bullshit. You know, we both got up early today to go ahead and say, you know, what the hell happened yesterday? How can we get better? And maybe this is one of our solutions. And, you know, maybe we'll go through today and be like, all right, let's not let's not press the press the button to go ahead and submit. Let's watch some of this live betting and, and see what we see and and how these teams play out. You know, we, we have a very small sample size right now. And when you have a small sample size, it is kind of tough to go ahead and get in a groove. But like I just said, you know, we're here early and we're trying to go ahead and, uh, you know, figure out what the hell to go ahead and do, you know, for the days ahead. And hopefully we can go ahead and find out some type of way to go ahead and attack the NBA in a little bit better manner. Now, Uncle Dave, I want to go ahead and give out a best bet NBA prop. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Chris Middleton over six and a half rebounds. And we know Houston's terrible. They were out-rebounded the other day by the Mavericks by 15. Now, the Mavericks are the number four rebounding team in the league, and they're going to have to go up against the Bucks, 
who are the number one rebounding team in the league. Now, Middleton averages just 6.2 rebounds on the season, so six and a half, you know, not very much above his normal average. But as we've mentioned, we've seen teams in their second game struggle to go ahead and shoot. So if I get a team that in the Bucks who's number one in rebounding, Houston, you know, they, they've been bad. And their season numbers, you can look at them, and they're not going to really reflect on how bad they are right now with this team. They just don't have any size. So I feel, you know, if, if the Rockets come out and they're sluggish, I mean, you just talked about, you know, that team, you know, putting up 150 some points in a game, uh, playing overtime and really just playing the rear ends off. You know, how might they shoot? How might their defense react? The only thing I'm concerned about, you know, is the Bucks blow out the Rockets and they end up taking these guys off the floor. But I think Middleton could go ahead and exceed his rebounds for today. Uncle Dave, you got any thoughts on that prop that I have there? I don't. You did such a thorough job that I, I I wouldn't dream of having thoughts in the other direction. So I'm going to wholeheartedly endorse that. That was pretty solid logic. I do want to go back to something you said a minute ago. And you had said that we got up early to sort of do what we do and whatnot. And, you know, since you and I haven't talked a whole lot yet today, I'm wondering if you went to bed. I'm wondering if you just stayed up. You know, I got up early because I did get eight hours sleep. But I'm really wondering if you're just still up from last night because that is not something that you're overly foreign to. So, you know, I, I you know, you don't have to answer that. You can put on whatever face you want, but uh, I don't know about that. You know, you sound you sound a whole lot more chipper this morning than you might otherwise if you got a little bit of sleep. So, uh, no. With that said, I will endorse your prop. I like it's it. funny how well you know me, Uncle Dave. Let me explain to you exactly what happened with my sleep schedule. It was all screwed up for a number of days. I get maybe a couple of weeks, actually, where I was going to sleep at 6, 7 in the morning. And I've been really trying because, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get up early in the morning for work. And it's cool. And I don't have to necessarily be up at 7 o'clock in the morning, you know, to do all my pregame stuff. But in order for me to go ahead and get back to normal work schedule and, and normal handicapping, you know, I do have to go ahead and, and fix my schedule. So for some reason yesterday or another, Uncle Dave, I went to sleep at like 930 at night and I woke up at midnight and then I stayed up from midnight until I want to say it was like five in the morning and I did a lot of handicapping stuff and then I went back to sleep for like another three or four hours. So I wouldn't say I got eight hours of sleep straight, but I did get around eight hours total. So I watched the NRL game last night in rugby handicapped some stuff, woke you up, got this podcast done and out of the way. So it's been a productive day, and you're right. I do sound a little chipper today. But with that said, that's it. That's our podcast for today, guys. couple games, a couple props there. Hopefully you guys will uh, have a good day today. Hopefully that's what we're all rooting for. With that said, I'm Sleepy Jay. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy Jay underscore pregame, and you can get Uncle Dave at Dave underscore S. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck today. Enjoy the games.